0: Hi, and welcome to Sleep Tight Relax. A short message for grown-ups. and long, dialogue-free sleep sounds. That's four sleep stories a week, plus our popular music and soundscape episodes. Please visit sleeptightpremium.com to subscribe or follow the link in our show notes. Thank you.
1: Hi there, and welcome to this episode of Sleep, Tight, Relax, Sounds, Music, and Stories for Calming Busy Minds. In this episode's sleep story, Cheryl is going to read the continuing adventures of Blackie, A Lost Cat. If following along to the story in order is important to you, you might consider starting with part one or two and then come back and listen to this one. Take a moment to relax and unwind. Let's make sure you have a suitable environment for comfort, your quiet spot, your place to relax or your favorite position for rest. You might position your pillow so your other little comforts to make sure that everything feels as it should. Give yourself some time to acknowledge any thoughts that are still lingering in your mind. Whatever those thoughts may be, they can wait until tomorrow. Let them go. Breathe in deeply. Fill in your body with air and relaxation. Relaxation. Breathe out slowly, expelling any tension. Rotate your shoulders and shake your shoulders and arms. This will help to loosen up any tight muscles. Now, let out a great big yawn and stretch. It's amazing how this simple act starts us on the path to relaxation. Now, open your mouth and start to breathe in again. As you breathe deeply, open your mouth wider, wider, and open up the back of your throat. Feel the breathing passages opening. Your ears may even pop. Allow the yawn to arrive as you inhale, and then complete the yawn by breathing out with a sigh. Take a few slow, deep breaths. Breathe in and out. Breathe in, and breathe out. Breathe in, and out. Now, yawn again. And as you inhale with your mouth open wide, stretch your arms out and up. Stretch your muscles as you yawn. Allow your arms to drop back to your sides as you breathe out with a sigh. Try this again, stretching as you yawn. Notice how much more relaxed and calm you feel. Continue breathing slowly and deeply as you listen to this episode's sleep story. I hope you have a deep and restful sleep.
0: Blackie finds a friend. Blackie was now out of the vacant house, it is true. But for a time, she did not feel much better off. She was up on a high roof. And as she went to the edge to look down, she thought that it was too far for her to jump even down into a tree. As soon as I get through with one adventure, I find another, sadly said Blackie. I had an empty house adventure, and now I am having a roof adventure. I wonder how it will end. I must get down some way. I can't stay up here all night, for it might rain, and I don't like to get wet. Cats do dislike getting wet, you know. They are not like dogs in that way. A dog loves to jump in the water and swim, or at least most dogs do. But you never saw a cat in swimming. At least I never did. Blackie walked up and down the roof for a while. She could look down to the street from in front And she saw people walking along, as well as many wagons, automobiles, and trolley cars. Blackie gave two or three loud meows, but she soon stopped. There is so much noise down there in the street, and I am up here so high that I don't believe they can hear me, thought the black cat. I may as well keep still. Then she went to the other side of the roof, to where she could look down in the backyards of the houses. She saw no one there, in any of them. And after she had meowed several times, she also gave that up. "'Oh, dear,' thought Blackie. "'I don't know what I shall do.' Suppose it rains during the night. Well, of course, I could go down in the empty house again so I would be dry. But I want something to eat. Oh dear, running away, even to learn how to jump high fences, is not half as nice as I thought it would be. Speckle did not tell me I would have bad adventures, I thought they would all be nice ones. Blackie walked over toward one of the end houses in the row. She was wondering what she would do when all at once another, and the same kind of a scuttle cover as the one she had pushed to one side, was opened in the roof in front of her. And up popped the head of a gray-haired lady who had a kind, pleasant face and who looked at Blackie through large glasses. "'Why, it's a cat, I do believe!' exclaimed the lady, whose name, as Blackie later learned, was Mrs. Thompson. "'I was wondering what was making that noise walking around on the roof. "'I'm glad I came up to see. It's a cat!' "'Of course I'm a cat,' said Blackie to herself. "'I hope I don't look like a dog.' "'Of course Mrs. Thompson did not hear Blackie say this, "'for the cat only thought it to herself, "'just as we often think things without speaking them out loud. "'What a fine big black cat,' went on Mrs. Thompson. "'Come to me, kitty. How did you get up here?' said Blackie out loud. That, and meowing, was the only way she had of talking to real folks. But to those who understand, cats can say several things in just those two ways. Sometimes you can tell by the way a cat meows, whether it is hungry or whether it wants to go outdoors. And when it cries in another way, you know it is in pain. And when it goes purr, like that, sort of softly and slowly and rubs up against you, why then, you know the cat is happy. Blackie was beginning to feel happy again. For she saw the lady looking out through the hole in the roof. And the black cat thought the lady would take her down and feed her. "'Why, you're a nice cat,' said the lady, speaking to Blackie in a way the cat liked. "'You certainly are a nice kitty. "'I wonder how you got up on this roof.' Then, as she rubbed Blackie under the cat's ears in a way that Blackie liked, the lady looked along the roofs and she saw on the roof the cover or scuttle which Blackie had pushed to one way to get out. "'Oh, I see. That's how you got up here. "'Through the hole in the roof,' said the lady. "'Well, I must close it or the rain might come in Mr. Smith's house.' "'I see how it is. "'The family there moved out and you were left behind, Blackie. "'It's too bad they forgot you. "'But never mind. I'll take care of you.' Of course, Mrs. Thompson was not right in thinking Blackie had been left behind by the family that had moved away, but Mrs. Thompson did not know that Blackie had run away and had wandered into the vacant house by herself, and Blackie could not tell. Now I'll just close that scuttle over the roof for Mr. Smith, went on Mrs. Thompson. He doesn't know it is open, I dare say. Then after that, I'll take you down in my house, Blackie. You might wonder how the lady knew Blackie's name, never having seen her before. But when a cat is all black, as this one was, it seems natural for everyone who meets her for the first time to call her Blackie. Just a minute now, Blackie, said Mrs. Thompson. Then I will give you something to eat. I know you're hungry. Blackie was meowing her hungry cry, and the lady knew enough about cats to know it. I'll give you some nice milk and a bit of meat in a minute, the lady went on. Just wait until I close Mr. Smith's scuttle. She climbed out on the roof to do this and Blackie rubbed against her skirts and purred. Blackie had found a new friend. "'Go on down my stairs now,' said Mrs. Thompson, as she walked back to the hole in her roof, followed by Blackie. "'Go on down, and then I'll close my scuttle "'and get your supper and my own, too.'" Blackie knew enough to run down. She waited at the foot of the stairs while Mrs. Thompson fastened her scuttle with hooks, and then Blackie waited for the lady to go ahead and show the way. Blackie found herself in a house just like the empty one she had first entered, but someone lived here, for there was furniture in all the rooms and carpet on the floors. In the other house, the floors were bare boards. Come on down to the kitchen, invited Mrs. Thompson. I'll feed you there. Blackie understood this talk and how she did hurry to that kitchen for she was very hungry. The lady poured out a saucer of nice milk and you can just imagine how fast Blackie put her red tongue in it to lap it up for she was thirsty as well as hungry, and milk to a cat is both food and drink. When the saucer was empty, the lady brought Blackie some bits of chicken left over from dinner. Now then, let me see you eat that, said Mrs. Thompson. She talked to Blackie almost as if the black cat were a real person and could understand. I know many men and women who do that. I do it myself to my pets. I know they don't understand all I say, but I like to think that they do. Mrs. Thompson lived all alone in her house. And when a lady lives alone and has a cat, a dog, a bird, or a parrot, she gets in the habit of talking to her pet. Yes, you are a nice cat, went on Mrs. Thompson, as she once more stroked Blackie's smooth fur. Came from a good home, I can tell that. And why the folks moved away and left you behind, I can't see. I'll keep you for a while, and perhaps they may remember about you and come to get you. If they don't come, I'll take you to the country with me. Or I will soon be going there." After her meal, Blackie washed herself carefully as her mother had taught her to do. Then she curled up in a black ball at the feet of the kind lady. It was now dark, and the lady lit the light. I'm glad I didn't have to stay up on the roof or in that empty house all night thought Blackie purring away and beginning to feel a bit sleepy. My running away is turning out all right after all. I am in a nice house, though I may not stay. I have not run far away enough yet. I might go a bit further before I go back to Arthur and Mabel. The old lady sat reading now and then speaking to Blackie, who answered with a purr. "'I once had a white cat,' said the lady. "'But you are just as nice though you are black. "'I shall keep you a long time, I hope.'" Presently, the doorbell rang. Up jumped the nice old lady. "'Someone to see me!' she exclaimed. "'Perhaps it is someone who has come after Blackie.'" She went to the front door, and Blackie waited, I wonder if that can be Arthur or Mabel after me, thought the black cat. Chapter 6 Blackie, who had walked from the sitting room, where the old lady had been reading, out toward the hall, heard voices as the front door was opened. Come in, invited Mrs. Thompson. I just thought I'd stop over to see how you were, spoke a strange voice. That isn't Arthur or Mabel, thought Blackie, for she knew the voices of the children. I thought perhaps you might be lonesome, said the visitor. Well, I was lonesome, said Mrs. Thompson. But a little while ago I heard something up on the roof. I went up, opened the scuttle, and what do you think I found? Not a baby. Don't tell me it was a baby exclaimed the other voice, which was that of a lady. No, it wasn't a baby, spoke Mrs. Thompson with a laugh. So, of course, I'll not tell you it was. Come in the sitting room and see. Oh, what a fine, big, black cat, cried the other lady, leaning over to pet Blackie. Where did you get her? Oh, Isn't she a beauty? That's what I found up on the roof, explained Mrs. Thompson. It was the cat I heard walking around, and I brought her down to my house with me. How did she get on the roof? Asked the other lady. Why, she got out through that vacant house where the family lived that moved away. I don't know their name, as they did not stay in this block long, but they must have left the cat behind. And she made her way up to the roof. No, I don't believe those people had a cat, said the other lady, so I don't believe they left this one behind. I would have known if they had had a cat, for they lived right across the street from me. The cat must have come from somewhere else. Of course I did, said Blackie to herself as she listened to this talk. I ran away from a good home, but I think I have found one almost as nice, though I shall miss the children. But I don't know how long I shall stay here. I may run away farther. I wish I could tell these nice ladies some of my adventures, but of course I can't for they don't understand my language very well. The two ladies talked more about the black cat, wondering where she had come from and all that. And every once in a while, one of them would lean over and pet Blackie. I wonder if she will let me hold her in my lap, said the lady who had come to pay an evening visit to Mrs. Thompson. I hope she will, for I love cats. Try it, said Mrs. Thompson. Blackie seems very kind and gentle. The other lady picked Blackie up. My, how heavy she is, she exclaimed. Yes, she is a big cat, spoke Mrs. Thompson. Blackie was very willing to be held in the lady's lap for Arthur and Mabel often pet Blackie that way. The lady stroked Blackie's fur and rubbed her ears, and as the cat liked it, she purred. This is the nice part of my adventures, thought Blackie to herself. I guess I rather like running away after all. But perhaps something else will happen in the morning. I won't go back home, at least not for a day or two. And by then I may have more things to tell Speckle. Maybe he will not think getting locked in a vacant house much of an adventure. I must have more exciting ones than that to tell about. The two ladies talked for some time longer, taking turns patting Blackie until it was time for the lady visitor to go home. Good night, she said to Mrs. Thompson. I shall come over often to see your new cat. I hope you can keep her and that no one comes to take her away. So do I. though of course, I would give her to whoever owned her. If I had a nice cat, I wouldn't want anyone to keep her from me, Mrs. Thompson said, No, I wouldn't either. Well, good night. Oh, when do you go to the country? In a few days now, I think. And will you take Blackie with you? I will if no one comes for her before I go. Then the two ladies said good night again. Ladies always say it three or four times, somehow or other. And then Mrs. Thompson locked the front door. It will soon be time to go to bed, Blackie, said the lady. I will get out the cushion my white cat used to sleep on, and you can use that. Blackie wondered what had become of the white cat who used to live with the kind old lady. Mrs. Thompson brought out the other cat's cushion. It was nice and soft, and Blackie liked it. In the morning, Blackie, who had slept well, was given a good breakfast of milk and oatmeal. Mrs. Thompson seemed to know just what cats like. "'I wonder if you would run away "'if I let you out into the yard for a while,' "'spoke the lady looking at Blackie. "'It is not good for cats or other animals "'to stay in the house all the time, "'especially in summer,' I think I'll let you run in the yard a bit. She opened the back door, and Blackie, after sniffing a bit to make sure there were no dogs about, went out on the back steps. The yard was not as large as the one where Mabel and Arthur lived, nor did it have in it a grape arbor. It doesn't matter, thought Blackie. I shall not stay here very long, especially if I go to the country with the lady. I will be glad to be on a farm once more. Wouldn't it be strange if she took me to the same farm where I used to live? I would like to see my mother and my brothers and sisters once more. That little Scratcho was a strange cat. And Blackie thought of one brother who was named Scratcho because he used to scratch his ear in such a funny way. Blackie sat on the back steps and looked around Mrs. Thompson's yard. The cat saw no dogs, nor any other cats. And then, thinking there might, perhaps, be cats in the yards on the other side, Blackie went down the steps. Now don't you run away, called the lady, playfully shaking her finger at Blackie. Meow, said Blackie, which I suppose might be her way of saying that she would not run off. Down the walk she went, and she looked up at the fences on either side. I wonder if there are other cats over there, thought Blackie. That fence doesn't look any higher than mine at home. Perhaps I can jump to the top. I'm going to try. Blacky gave a little run and then jumped for the top of the fence. To her delight, she found that she could reach the top, where she clung with her sharp claws. Now that isn't so bad, she told herself. I am getting to be a better jumper. Running away did that, I think, just as Speckle said it might. I'm glad I left home, though I do miss those children. Never mind, I shall go back to see them someday. Perched on top of the fence, Blackie looked down in other yards. She hoped to see another cat with whom she might talk. But none were there. Blackie did see something which she did not like very well. And that was a big dog, asleep in front of his kennel. Hmm, thought Blackie. He seems to be a savage-looking dog. I hope he doesn't get after me. It's lucky he's chained. He doesn't look as though he likes cats. Just then, from behind her, on the fence at the other side of the yard, Blackie heard a voice saying in cat language, Hello, Blackie. Where did you come from and how did you get here, if I may ask? Blackie turned and saw a yellow cat sitting on the other fence. How do you do? asked Blackie politely. I just happened to come here. And how did you know my name? And what is yours? I guessed your name was Blackie because you are so black, said the other cat. My name is Topaz, for I am colored like a yellow topaz stone, you see? I live here. Do you live there? Well, I am staying with Mrs. Thompson for a while, Blackie answered. I ran away from my own home. Did you ever run away? Never, exclaimed Topaz. I'd never dream of doing such a thing. Did you have any adventures? Asked Blackie. No, I never did. Well, that's because you never ran away, went on Blackie. You have to run away to get adventures. I've had two or three already, and I'm expecting more. I'll come over and tell you about them. But just then, something happened. The big dog in the yard woke up. And seeing Blackie perched on the fence, up he jumped with a growl and a bark and made a rush for the black cat. Oh, my goodness, cried Blackie jumping down quickly and fairly scooting into the house. Oh, if that dog should get me. Don't be afraid, called Topaz. That dog is a bad one, but he is chained. Blackie had forgotten about the chain when she leaped off the fence so quickly. He might break his chain and then he'd get us said the black cat when she was safely on her own back step once more. He could not get over the fence, Topaz says. Don't be afraid. He always barks at me and tries to get me when I go on his fence. I don't like that kind of dog, said Blackie, who was breathing fast. I'll never go on his fence again. Come over and talk to me. "'invited Topaz. "'There are no dogs here.' "'So Blackie went over and had a nice talk with the yellow cat. "'Blackie told her all about her adventures "'and how she got on the roof and was taken in by Mrs. Thompson. "'Yes, she is a good lady and kind to cats,' said Topaz. I go over to see her once in a while and she gives me nice things to eat. She had a white cat once. What happened to her? asked Blackie. Oh, while Mrs. Thompson was out one day, a bad boy tied a tin can to the white cat's tail and it frightened her so that she ran away and never came back. We never saw her again. That was too bad, said Blackie. It was an unpleasant adventure. It is best to stay home, spoke the yellow cat. No adventures for me. If you don't have adventures, you will never be a good fence jumper, Blackie said. Speckle, the cat who lived next door to me and my other home, told me so. Well... Jumping fences isn't all there is in life, said Topaz, as she washed her face with her paw. Here, Blackie, Blackie, called Mrs. Thompson from the back step. It's time for your dinner. Come and get it. Excuse me, said Blackie to the yellow cat. I have to go now. I'll see you this afternoon. That afternoon... And several other times later, on different days, Blackie and Topaz met on the black fence and talked. Blackie was getting to like it more and more in her new home. But still, she was thinking that she did not have enough adventures. Every once in a while, she would get up on the fence to look at the big dog. And whenever he saw her, he barked and growled and tried to break his chain to get loose. But he could not. One day, something new happened to Blackie. Mrs. Thompson had been very busy packing trunks and getting ready to go to the country. And this day, she said, come Blackie, if you are going to travel with me, I must put you in a traveling basket so I can take you on the train. She lifted Blackie up in her arms and the next thing the black cat knew was that she found herself in a basket with a cover shut tightly over the top. "'Well, this isn't so very nice,' thought the black cat. "'But still, if we are going to the country, it may be all right. "'It's part of the adventure, I suppose.' "'Then Blackie felt herself being lifted up and carried along. "'I wonder what is going to happen now,' thought the black cat.'